0: If you're the kind of dad whose world don't move to the beat of just one drum, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We are the podcast that celebrates suburban dad life and the lives of dads, wherever they may be. Hello, listener, and thank you for joining us for season number six, episode number seven, actually our 90th total episode. And thank you, listener, for continuing to sit in the back seat of the station wagon on this long and glorious ride that just keeps on running, just keeps on running like the Griswold's family truckster. Today... Our episode is called Adopt a Dad. We've got a wonderful guest, a very special dad, Kurt Klinkner, coming to us from the suburbs. Say that three times fast. Kurt Klinkner, Kurt, oh, three times fast. Yes. You, oh oh that was did. so smart. You're so clever. I just did. See, what I did is I, I took him and I there. I flipped, there. I flipped I see what you did there. I, it. Did there. I, I turned it around. There. The tables, they spun. It's they like a lazy turned. Susan. I am now turned. Let me tell you about Kurt Klinkner. Klinkner. The wonderful Kurt dad. Kurt Klinkner. Their happy dad. Uh, Fourteen years ago, he and his wife adopted two beautiful baby boys who happen to be Mm -hmm. African-American. He's got two teenage African-American boys. 14 years old. We're going to learn about adoption. Mm -hmm. We're going to learn about what it's like to uh, be the head of household of a family with uh, the mixed race situation going on, especially this day and age. So Kurt Klinkner is going to be our guest. My name is Adam D. I'm one of your co-hosts. Now it's my great pleasure to introduce to you the other co-host and my very, very good friend in a Bitcoin volatile world. He's a guy you can take to the bank. He's Coach Randy. Hi, Coach.
1: Hey MD, it's great to be here. Great to be. Here. I'm happy to be well, here. We right are there. in your
0: own house. We so are I'm in the sh- den. I'm sure you're very happy to be. Well it is. And we're we because. are
1: actually because of timing, things like that, Halloween kind of interfered with everything. So we're we're a day late. I'm on not the apologizing. Show. You know what? Because somebody might be
0: listening to this like a year from now. So they don't care what day it was Halloween,
1: Schmalloween. I think you're right. I think you're right. So I'm not going to apologize. I'm just acknowledging the fact that it is always good to have you back here in the den. I missed your show.
0: You know who takes us for who we are and says, you know what? Don't apologize for being you? Would that be Becky Berman? Of course it's Becky Berman. Uh, At BermanBrandings.com. BermanBranding.com for the best in marketing, web design, and graphic design. By the way, Go to at Berman Branding. Go to at Berman at, Branding? Well, that's the social media handle. Is, is that the app or Sam, that little at sign? It's an at in a circle. Yes. If you're playing along your at home. It's an A in a circle yeah. all on your bingo card. So what you want to do is go to at Berman Branding, check out Berman Branding on social media. All right. She did this great Halloween meme. I'm like, wow, man, if I had a small business like maybe Coach Randy does, mm-hmm. that's the kind of meme I would want for my own social media branding. So check yeah. it out. See what she can do for you. If She does that for a business. Very
1: talented. Very
0: skilled. Imagine, imagine, and also check out her website, which of course is BermanBranding.com. I
1: love how you do that, Adam Do You always find a way to kind of throw her in there in just such a subtle way, as if it's like we, it's all planned out. Which we know it's, it's nothing, not, not. Nothing. Not show damn ever, thing
0: is planned out. Nothing. Our
1: show is ever planned out. It is one hundred percent spontaneous.
0: But you know what, Coach? I'm an active listener, and I actually I use both ears when you talk. Really, you use both ears? Well, in case one isn't listening. I choose to use just one. I can see that, <laughs> which is probably why we're still doing this in your in your basement. In your
1: basement. We're making so much money off this.
0: Yeah. Well, we call this a labor of love. Yes. And when I say labor, it's like childbirth. No. Speaking of labor love, of love, love, just just
1: I have to give a shout out to Jessica Jacobs. She's oh, yeah. one. She's one of our big listeners. Yeah. And she came through solid. For you know, when he passed away, yeah. Brianna's Bat Mitzvah. This is, this
0: is a, for those of you who don't know. This is Coach Randy's dog, yeah, and not a close relative. And
1: I've been thinking about. I want to give her a shout out because I know she's like one of our, one of our five top listeners. So I just want to give her a shout out that she really pulled us solid for us this week. So I just want to thank you, Jessica Jacobs, out there while you're driving. Please stay safe. Thank you for all your support here on Bad the Dead.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, we love uh, shouting out to our, our listeners, and you know it's probably just as easy for us to call them <laughs> than just making this public broadcast, but thank you, Jessica, uh, and all of our other listeners uh, for, for all you do, which is essentially just Listen to, to the What podcast. a
1: great skill just to listen.
0: It is. Well, it's not a lot of people are listening. A lot of people want to be heard these yes, days. Yes, I got to tell you, I think you're absolutely right. We can go there, but we're not going to go down there. That's going to be another episode. Because I understand you had quite a week here. We did. Well, we'll talk about the poll maybe a little later on, maybe yes. in the in the final block. But, um, you know, my, my son's into golf. He had a tournament uh, this past weekend. It, it, great, great tournament. Played well. It was a Halloween-themed tournament oh, out in clever. Phillipsburg, yeah. New Jersey, which is the last town in New Jersey before you get to Easton, Pennsylvania. Did not know that. Yep. So now you know. So it was a schlep. But the week before that, we did a practice round at one of the local courses. Okay. Uh, a great course called Wequake Golf Course, which happens to be... In all places in the world, Newark, New Jersey. We love Newark, New Jersey. We like Newark, New Jersey, too. But, you know, you wouldn't think about this oasis of a golf course in the middle of Newark. Okay. Where there's foxes and beavers and raccoons and deer running around. We're talking about... Beavers. Beavers are running around. Stop it. Yes. (laughs) Beavers are running around. And it's a gorgeous golf course. We played there many, many times. Now, last week, it was a little chilly. So, Aiden and I, and you know Gary and Jacob Schaefer, ah, right? Very well, very well. You know, well. the sports program yes. so Very good friends of ours. Yes. We actually shared shared a house with them on the Outer Banks. Yes, bank. we so you did. you know them very well. Yes. All right. So, that this this is like our typical foursome. It's me and Aiden, uh-huh. and it's Gary and his son, I Jacob. following along.
1: So, They're good friends. They're good buddies. They're very really good friends. kids.
0: Yeah. Yep. So, it's around, I'd say, 1130 noon um, mm. on a very chilly Sunday morning. Okay. So, Aiden, he decided to wear a kind of a long-sleeve thermal and a sweatshirt over it. Okay. And so, we get to the golf course. I go into the clubhouse to pay for our round, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our greens fees. So, as I pick my wallet out, the starter comes in.
1: The, he, who is the starter the for starter, those who don't know about green fees and golfing?
0: The starter is that gentleman at the first tee mm-hmm. who makes sure that you pay. Mm-hmm. And he makes sure that there's enough distance. Oh, between, between you? I got and you. And the group in front. So,
1: of so, basically, he lets you know when to start. When to start. Okay. Yeah. Hence... The starter.
0: Wow, you picked up. You're an active. I gotta say, I'm so so
1: quick. Both years that time.
0: Yeah. So this starter comes into the clubhouse and goes. That young man needs to wear a collared shirt.
1: Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. That's a sophisticated location. (laughs) Yeah. That's like.
0: Uh, It's a public golf course (laughs) run by the county. All right. Well run by the county, I must say. They have good golf courses.
1: Because a collared shirt means you're sophisticated. An
0: uncollared shirt means you're. Not sophisticated. I guess. This is not Bushwood. It's not... It's not Bushwood! This, you know, this is not like a highfalutin country club, which, oh, by the way, I've gone to highfalutin country clubs yes. and played, and they didn't say anything about collared shirt. But well, no guy,
1: going on here. This
0: guy, high or otherwise. Yes. This guy said, you got to wear a collared shirt. Oh, I said, no, sir. well, sir, I understand. Did you maintain your calm? I did. Yeah. I was very diplomatic. Oh, okay. I said, sir, it's very chilly, all right? My uh, son's going to wear a sweatshirt over the, his... Thermal shirt, anyway. Okay. So, can you kind of give us a pass? No, it's a rule. You have to wear a collared shirt. Look at the board. He points to a board. board. What's that sign say? What's that sign say? There's ten. No bare feet.
1: What's that (laughs) sign say? No fighting. What's that mean? Collared shirt. So this is what we're dealing. He points to the board. There's no collared. Points to the board. I said. Wait, wait. wait. Do you have a collared shirt? I did. Yes. But Ada doesn't have a collared shirt. Doesn't have a collared shirt. And there's no no hoodies allowed.
0: Well, we'll get to that in a okay, second. Okay, sorry. I just right? jumped ahead to the so, story. And you seem to be doing a lot of interrupting today. Sorry, are you like sh- three beers in tonight? No, I'm two. Okay. So let me try to finish my three story. Three shots, here. two oh, beers. I'm t- I'm t- are you already two shots no, in? no, no, really, just two shots, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I was getting excited. The fact that you're actually speaking in complete sentences. I was excited you were coming tonight. We're, we're uh, going right, to show right, live right, very good. at night. So um, he said, no, you got to wear a colored shirt. Yeah. And I said, look, again, a little chilly. Can you give me a warning? Next time we come... I guarantee you we'll wear a collared shirt warning sorry he's like gotta wear a collared shirt so Gary's like Gary's a man of principle he <laughs> says you know why don't we just leave I'm like I don't want to be the guy that makes us leave because we playing golf today alright Aiden needs a practice round you wanna play I wanna play let's play golf I wanna play golf gotta wear a collared shirt so I'm like does he have a collared shirt in his bag I'm like no he doesn't have a collared shirt in his bag it's not like he's a 13 year old kid yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm happy that the kid's actually wearing. Is he wearing underwear? Yeah, <laughs> that that's uh, that's fresh underwear. Yes. So, I said, "No, he doesn't have one." Well, it just so happens that we conveniently has a rack of collared shirts. Oh, thank goodness! In their store. Yes. And a, for a mere forty dollars. Just two. Just forty dollars in. Yeah. I said, "This this this is ridiculous." I mean, I said, "I'm an HR executive, <laughs> and I deal with policies every day." You know. And I know that policies have to be looked at on a case-by-case case. basis. You know that. And they have an ability know to be that. flexed. But does the starter, weak-whack golf course know that? Well, I think he knows that, uh, but he doesn't care. He chose not to. Because he's trying to keep law and order yeah. at his course. I think it was really about throwing his weight around. Uh, All right? So, long story longer.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I'm loving this. Okay.
0: So, we say fine. I, I asked the woman behind the counter, by the way, shout out to Marcy. Lovely, she worked with us. All right. So I'm not a county card holder, meaning you get a discounted rate.
1: Oh, so now you got to pay double? No,
0: she gave me the discounted rate. Ah, oh, so kind. And she gave me a discount on a shirt that I really didn't want to buy to begin with. Yeah. But because. But is it a nice shirt? It's a nice shirt, but you know what? I just want to get on the course. Now, my blood's boiling a little bit. Aiden's getting your embarrassed. Blood, your blood boils? You yes. don't see it. But I was a little upset for Aiden because this was a rule that could have been flexed. It could have been. All right. Is it just a 10 year old kid? Look the other way. Everyone else in the clubhouse is like, can you look the other way? But no, Mr. The starter. starter
1: He's got all the power. And mighty. He's got all the power. And he was pointing the rule board. Right there. And he can't Showing me wrong. that he wasn't just right making there in the this rules. Because it says no bare feet. And it was on the wall. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> Moved out? Lo- <laughs> <laughs> Moved out. <laughs>
0: Moved out. Okay. Moved out. Okay. So what do you, you say? Remember, Moved so out. So I buy this shirt. Yes. We go and play. Uh-huh. As we're playing, I can't help but look around at some of the other guys. There golfers. are other people without... Colored shirts. They're in hoodies. One guy's in jeans. One guy's wearing a Saquon Barkley jersey. Uh, Did you say something? Saquon. Saquon! Saquon Barkley. Did you go up to the starter and say, hey, what about him? After the round, I went to the clubhouse to complain to whoever was there. Of course, everybody left for the day because now it's 4.35 o'clock. I got you. And I said, who can I send a note to? Because It's all about notes. This is an outrage.
1: Yeah, it's outrage.
0: All right? I, I'm, I'm having to buy a shirt. My son's upset. I'm upset. This but how do you shoot? Did? But how do you shoot? Hey, she shot well. You know. All right, shoot that <laughs> of bad holes. But you know, she he, he was yeah. yeah, he did his thing. not the point.
1: Yeah. Okay. Sorry. The point
0: was, Took you us know, off if the you're going to have a rule, Absolutely. a point to the rule it's on the board, everybody, then be consistent. You know why? Because you're Jewish. They knew you were Jewish. Right, now, Randy, <laughs> I don't want to say anything, but there was a, a nanosecond where I felt a little bit of reverse <laughs> racism. I'm telling you. A little bit I'm of you because you're Jewish.
1: I mean, I you, know you, I wear, was you wear you wear Jewish on your
0: face. I don't know. Some people think I'm Italian. I would not think Mexican, you're Italian. I definitely I, am Mexican. Well, listen, this is not the conversation. This I'm just is, saying. yeah. I don't think it's because I was Jewish. I think you it might have been like a white privilege just thing. Don't be Jewish because it's you know
1: it's, it's exclusive. Randy, if
0: I'm going down, I'm taking you with <laughs> Absolutely. me. Absolutely. All right. I don't know if it was that,
1: but, but maybe it was. Really, uh...
0: Well, I thought they they probably thought I was dis- disrespecting their uh, course, but you weren't. If I was dis- disrespecting their course, I wouldn't have shown up. Yeah. I'm playing at this course, spending my money at a course in Newark because I like the course yeah. and I like supporting a course right. in Newark. So, postscript.
1: Postscript at the end.
0: I sent an email to the head of golf. Okay. As well as the Parks and Recreation Committee. In Essex County? And guess what they said? I have no
1: idea. What did they say?
0: Nothing. They haven't responded <laughs> for two weeks now. I'm ready?
1: I'm waiting. So basically, they don't really care. You know why? It's Newark.
0: <laughs> I don't think it's Newark. I it's it's just County. It's government and they probably get a lot of people who complain all the time. Oh. Like the old, you know, farts that like to say, yeah. There was a twig that was in my way, <laughs> but, see, but I couldn't bend down to move it. But I have so I have I
1: literally have sympathy and empathy. Because mm-hmm. I, I my guess is you probably had much better than I ever would. You know me. I'm I'm a hothead, I react, I go, I go from zero to hundred crazy so I'm sure you handled it very well, and you did it. You got the, you got the shirt, right?
0: It's, and now you have a story, and a shirt, and a shirt. <laughs> we are bad to the dead. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Kurt Klinkner. Stay tuned, listeners. Again, we are bad to the dead with Coach Randy and Adam D. <laughs> We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. If you can't get enough of us while listening to the podcast, you can always learn more about us on social media. At Bad to the Dad is our handle on most social media platforms. That includes Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or even on LinkedIn. And yes, we've got one of those old-fashioned websites. www.badtothedad.com is where you can find us online. You can learn a little bit more about your hosts. You can also download the podcast. From there, if for whatever reason Apple or Spotify is giving you some trouble, hit badtothedad.com. And if you want to interact with us, if you want to send us an email with a question about your host or for your host, uh, if you have a guest idea, if you have a show idea, feel free to email us at us at badtothedad.com. Again, contact us at badtothedad.com or IM us or DM us on social media. Coach, Adam there, there are special parents. There are special parents, and there are extra special parents. And then there are extra special parents. And on this uh, podcast today, we've got an extra special parent. How we've lucky got, for
1: us! How lucky well, for we're, us! Well, this is
0: a very lucky podcast. The fact that we've been on for ninety episodes, and the FCC hasn't 90. shut us down. 90. 90 full episodes. Ninety. They let us on for ninety episodes. I don't even know if they know that we're on, but we've been doing this for ninety episodes, and I, I can't we think of them more
1: PG thirteen.
0: You know, most days, most days. So uh, I can't think of a a, a more special guest for a a milestone like this, 90, than our guest today, Kurt Klinkner. Now, who is Kurt Klinkner? Uh, Well, he happens to be a former colleague of my wife's at the uh, insurance firm that she works at. But Kurt, uh, who joins us from the Madison, Wisconsin area, is a a dad who, with his wife, adopted two African-American kids when they were just you know we we things, we lads we, we lads. lads we we type so <laughs> we want to learn a little bit about yeah. that and kurt thank you so much thank you so for much for taking Brian. some time to speak with us on bad to the dad
2: yeah I think thanks guys really appreciate uh being here and I appreciate those kind words and um yeah I don't think of myself that way I just think of myself as another dad um, like you let us and over- we lads, over- were. we, we you know, over- lads they were would we be you all right. That sounds good.
1: So did you always want to be a dad?
2: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I don't think it was ever even a, a thought um, of not being a dad. And um, yeah, I don't think I ever had I, you know, the whole idea of, of growing up and not having kids. Uh, it just wasn't, wasn't even a thought. It just was the we're going to start a family. Right. That was the way it was going to be.
1: Did you ever realize the financial drain it would actually have on you as a dad? I mean,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only through the eyes of my dads, right? In retrospect, <laughs> it's, I know. Uh, 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 and and, the, and the, the the energy suck and the time suck. And um, yeah. The you say suck. It's not it like suck
1: suck. It's like it just brings you in and sucks you in like the mafia. They just, when you think you're good out, they suck you back in. Right.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll go along with that. No, honestly, it it goes both ways, right? It's very, it's very engaging. Um, You guys know, right? I mean, it's very engaging at times, and it's also very, very exhausting at times. So, uh, but that's just being a parent. Uh, It goes along with the territory. So,
0: now, Kurt, with adoption, that is a that is a choice. That is a choice, and you decided to go out and and adopt and, and create a family. You know, create a home for two other kids. What made you and your wife want to adopt
2: yeah so we tried uh, for five years to start our family biological a biological family right and uh, just wasn't in the cards and um, things just didn't work out that way for us and so the idea of adoption was kind of the next um, was kind of the next natural choice right and I actually kind of introduced the idea um uh, early on um in our we went through multiple rounds of IVF and before we were done with that I introduced the idea of adoption and my wife just wasn't having any of it at the time but when we exhausted all those opportunities it was a pretty easy yeah that's 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 a way to start our family that's the way that we can do it and so um she had always wanted kids too. Uh, we always wanted to be a family. And uh, I was just, a, it was, and, and we had friends at the time that were going through an adoption process as well. And um, it just was, uh, um, it was just really natural. It was kind of a, after we got through our, our biological attempts and IVF, it was a, well, this is our path. This is what we're gonna do.
1: So I, I hear stories. About sometimes challenges, the uh, the number of issues. What was it like for you to go through the adoption process?
2: Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great question. So we had a very atypical adoption story, but a very very positive one. And let me explain that a little bit. So atypical, you know, adoptive parents get the phone call: you've been chosen there's a baby born, you kind of go into the hospital and you, you take the child home, right? That's what I mean by atypical. We actually met uh, the birth parents um, early on. We got to meet the birth mom and the birth dad. Um, we, my wife went to um, medical appointments with the birth mother. I got to meet the birth dad a little bit. We were all in the hospital when the boys were born. So when you say we lads, uh, my wife was in the operating room at, on oh, delivery. Wow. So we've been with, yeah, it's, it's amazing. We were with them since second one and uh, we spent the first uh, four nights with them in the hospital along with the birth parents as well. So uh, it had, it, so, so that, that was really special, right? You don't, you don't get that uh, very often in an adoption situation. Uh, some of the challenges were um, when we started the process, we got a letter from our adoption agency saying you know we're working with a mother, African American mother, uh expecting twins in June. Well, my guys were born in April. And so mm-hmm. it's like, wait a minute, what happened to to those two months those there? decided just... to come, when they wanted to come.
1: <laughs> yeah. not, yeah, yeah, not, right? not I
2: don't <laughs> You know, we're done in here. Let us out. So I mean, yeah, the um the like we went from yeah we're going through the adoption process to hey we got to get all the gear for kids like within four weekends mm. um because we had finally found the real timeline of things or learned the real timeline of things and kicked it into high gear so you know that was a bit of a challenge uh, there was some um there was it was interesting in those four days that we were in the hospital we got to meet a lot of the the birth uh, family and the birth relatives and with the racial differences we could definitely tell when uh, certain relatives were in favor of the adoption process and when other uh, folks were not in favor of the adoption so process. wait we you could kind of read so the, the birth
1: the birth parents family was there as you were there to, to the adopting parents and so you experienced some of the challenges of parent. i'd imagine very blatant open conversations about what they thought about
2: you yeah absolutely and and more so my more so my wife with the birth mother um the i think the 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 one that was the the most obvious is that the 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 mother of the birth father um had kind of point blank the birth mother and said you're gonna go through with it this time right Uh, she had had other kids Mm -hmm. and um and, and her answer was yes. I'm I'm absolutely going through with it this time. This feels better. This feels different. This feels right. And that, you know, uh, birth grandmother was obviously in favor. She's like, "That's good. That's a good decision." Did, did so mother, that was any, that, that felt Kurt, good.
0: Did, did the money mother at any point, Kurt, um, have second thoughts and say, "You know, maybe I want to keep this one"?
2: Um, no, she didn't. Um, there, and, and that's a challenge, right? Statistically, yeah. one in three birth mothers. Change their mind. And yeah. that uh, my wife and I had had some conversations about that. And it obviously just would have been devastating to us. And luckily, we didn't have to go down that road. And, and some people do. And um, we, we had about four weeks after the boys were born. So each state has its own laws and process for the for adoption, Wisconsin allows uh, for the birth mother depending on what she wants uh, during the adoption process. She uh, agreed to placement with us temporarily for the first uh, four weeks, but that was all under this umbrella of she could change her mind at any moment and decide Mm -hmm. to parent the child. So that those four weeks were really, really intense and enjoyable and us getting to be brand new parents and everything that goes along with that. But with this thing kind of hanging over our head of, you know, it could all go away with a, the next ring of the phone call. And that you was
1: know, just, so just real quick Kurt, I to, for our listeners. You're white. And so I'm not sure for listening yes. to yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so guy You know, and so I can imagine yeah. for the conversations and then that, that pins and needles of knowing at any point in the co- course of four weeks, you could just say, listen, I'm just, it's not going to happen. And you've built yourself right. up emotionally to prepare for that.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it really came to a head. Um, My wife and I were, so there's two court cases in the state of Wisconsin. The first court case is where the birth parents surrender their parental rights and in which then we become the, the official foster parents. And then there was another court case about six months later where our adoption was finalized and we became the family, we became a family legally, right? So the first court case uh, is all about them surrendering their parental rights. And a big part of that court case was the judge and the attorneys talking to the birth mother about all the resources that are available to her in case she wanted to change her mind. And, I, and I'm sitting there going, why are you asking these questions <laughs> at this moment, right? Like this is, it's uh, so kind of our worst fears, but, obviously we got through that and um, it worked out, but that was, that was just nerve wracking that, that 45 minutes in the courtroom was just nerve wracking and it, and it all worked out in our, and it worked out for everybody. Mm. Right. It worked out for everybody. So So it worked
0: out in the end. You know, what's interesting is, you know, we we have a lot of friends who are adoptive parents and you hear about so many American parents, uh, whether it's by choice or whether they have to, they adopt kids in foreign countries like China and yeah. countries in the former Soviet Union. Was that ever a path that you had explored, or you always want to go? You always want to go domestic, if you'll pardon the term.
2: Yeah, you, you know, there's a bit of a, <laughs> there's a bit of a funny story with that. Um, so remember, I had mentioned earlier we had some friends that were going through the adoption process oh. too. They actually were adopting some girls uh, from Haiti. Uh, And so they went international and this is the 2007, you know, Brad Jelena and their family, they're adopting internationally. And it was getting all kinds of press at the time. We actually went into uh, what we thought was an information session and it was uh, through our adoption agency and it was the start of the process. And it was um, just like, okay, that makes sense. Like it was sort of well explained to us. And so we started, we started in August um, and then met the birth parents in January. And then the boys were born in April, which is also very atypical. That was a very, very fast, mm-hmm. um, t- that fast time frame, Right. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know if we ever thought about international. We, we had also, we had some other family friends that they had uh, adopted uh, from Russia and that was, Uh, there were some good and there's some bad that came with that. And, and um, yeah, no, we just went uh, domestic. So yeah, our, our guys are, uh, we're born in Milwaukee. So just 75 uh, Mm -hmm. miles away from where we are. You know, so uh, part of my, my
1: my curiosity is there's a a famous national TV show called this is us.
2: Uh, Are you familiar Mm -hmm. with that TV show? Yeah. Yeah. We've watched, I think a lot of the first season. And after that, we kind of, yeah.
1: You only watch the first season. What's wrong with you?
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> there's
1: not time for your television. It's really... It's really good TV, but... You know, but the, they, they talk, they adopt, right? There's, there's triplets, they, and they drop, they adopt a, a, a Black child. And the learning right. curve over what they thought and what they know, just because of the cultural, the, uh, the biological elements. What's it like raising two uh, African-American Black kids uh, in as as white parents. And do you have parents look at you like, you know, what's that like for you?
2: Yeah. So, um, uh, one of the first questions we got from the birth mom was, do you know how to take care of black people's hair? Like, and, and I've heard that's the, the,
1: that's the TV show. That's the
2: TV show. Episode. Yeah, it it was legit. It was legit. And um, I heard that from a couple of different people and, and we get, you know, just like, just like uh, every other parent, you get it, you start getting advice from people about, you know, equipment or do this or do that. And, and so we started getting advice on, on their, on their hair and how to take care of their hair, um, which is really, you know, it's just it's just another extra step. It's like, it's now we just think of what's like party brushing your teeth, right? Mm-hmm. The challenge that we still have now, these, these guys are 14 year old boys, right? So if you think about 14 year old boys and so they're teenagers, they're, at, they're teenagers. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're, they're full on teenagers right now. Mm. So, um, sorry, we, yeah, it's, <laughs> teenage uh, boys. Uh,
1: they they mark their territory everywhere they go. Yeah.
2: yeah uh, That's yeah. With just by rubbing up again, things or yeah so it's it's the old line right they are definitely um they're they're not always right but they are never in doubt at this stage right they they uh, just think they know it all and um so they the, the other side of it was well and now we're trying to get them into these these healthy habits right of just taking care of yourself so taking care of your hair and then also um something that we don't have to worry about so much unless the the Climate is really, really dry. Is dry skin, and of course, with their dry skin, it shows up more and kind of that ashy white. Um, it almost looks chalky, right? And mm-hmm. so the idea of hey, you got to put lotion on your skin every day is something that we're still fighting at fourteen, mm-hmm. uh, along with underarm deodorant and new soap and you know those kinds of things. Yeah.
0: So yeah. your yeah. your boys, your boys are fourteen, Kurt, and you know that's sort of an age where maybe they, they you know, kids still want to hang out with you, but they're starting to yeah. develop their own identities, and maybe they want to create as much distance as they can, depending on the scenario. When you do get time with them, what do you like to do with them?
2: Yeah, so we, I, a lot of, we do a lot of the same stuff that I like to do, right, and, I, and I've done that Um, I've tried to involve them in the stuff that I like to do over the years, but they've pulled me into their world Mm -hmm. as well. And we've also found some common ground. So um, like magic, the gathering is a big thing right now, right? The card game. And so, you know, I got cards all over this place and I've learned to play magic The gathering, but that fits in with, I was always a gamer as a kid and they're gamers now and we're a gaming family. And so we've played games all along. So, we we've we've played all kinds of games over the years, you know, right from the shoots and ladders as little kids right up now to very complex strategic games. So we play a lot of games together. Um, we're in scouting together. Uh, so I wasn't a scout growing up, uh, but I was I'm very interested and I love having it. so I'm the scout master of our troop. We got about uh, 70 guys in our troop. Wow. And they have absolutely gravitated towards scouting and everything that goes along with it. Um, and so that's where the whole dad isn't cool shows up because I'm, you know, in scoutmaster mode. Oh, and you get that too, you they, get that too then, good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they um, uh, They do all that they can to try to push my buttons when I'm in that capacity and I got to treat them <laughs> like everybody else. Uh, but scouting has really been a good thing for us. And then, you know, I've just drawn them into my world. Like we, we go fishing um, and that's something I picked up as an adult. So we've tried to get at least one fishing trip in a year uh, where we go up to Canada. Uh, the first couple of years that we did that, you know, I did, I basically just had to resign myself to the fact that I'm not going to catch fish. I'm going to be baiting hooks and tying knots and steering the boat. Well, now we're at a point where they can, they can do that. Right. they can go do that all by themselves and i can go back to to fishing so you got to put the, the time and energy into some of that stuff the other thing that we did was this is a while ago but they um they're really into woodworking they really like woodworking that's something that i did or do we got a, a little wood shop off the garage but we built a boat together um okay, a rowboat, were, a rowboat? Yeah, well Yeah, it's a rowboat by design, but it also has a sailing configuration to it. So it's a sailboat slash rowboat, but it was a kit. Um, we got it, we got it home and they helped me build it. And so kind of oddly enough, my guys know epoxy and fiberglass and curing times and all that good stuff. Wisconsin people I are very hard. These are the things
0: they do. It's all about and curing yeah. time. Well, it's all about epoxy <laughs> and curing time. It's not just like, it's not just like dad's D. No, no, no. We talk We're talking about dad's thing. We're talking about a real boat. It's thing. all about and epoxy
1: and curing time. I mean, there's no yeah. more valuable lessons in life than about epoxy and curing time. I got to tell you, variable life lessons. Uh, thanks, Kurt. Now, listen. Uh, one of the things we like to ask all of our dads, and we could talk for for a long time, but of course, we're limited on time. Uh, is something called dad advice? What kind of advice do you have for dads that might be listening out there? Uh, could be anything uh, we talked about. What would you like to share with our, our listeners regarding dad advice?
2: Yeah, that's a good one. I, I you know, it, it's it's a bit of cliche, but you know, choose your battles, right? Uh, and and here's what I mean by that. Um, I I don't like to be very directive unless there's high risk involved, right? If, if my guys want to do something and I think there's a good chance that they're going to cut themselves or break a bone or something like that, then, then I'm going to stop them. So that's what I mean by choose your battles. But in, in other situations, I kind of let them go and cool stuff comes out of that, right? They surprise the hell out of me with some of the stuff that they create in the wood shop or they make together, um, and I, and I'll just give you a, a quick example of that. We, um, we had just a bunch of extra cardboard in the, in the garage a couple of Christmases ago and, uh, and, and, and it started coming in the house and they're cutting it up in the garage and the duct tape is starting to disappear and some twine is missing. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And it, they started crafting a boat, a cardboard boat. In the middle of my living room, that was probably about ten feet long and about three feet wide, and it it was like a John boat where it's kind of flat bottom, but it had a little cabin where you could walk in, and they had put a mast on there, and and I was like, all right, this is, and they had actually lined the bottom of it with plastic, thinking, well, we'll we'll, we'll put this in the water someday, Dad. And It's like, well okay i'm not gonna not gonna burst their bubble right Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um no no busting of bubbles no for the epoxy yeah
1: well if you have epoxy (laughs) and the curing time if it was working right you're a little hooked on that yeah
2: it would it would work it would work in the house right so we got 68 degrees that works out just fine right down the Uh, stairwell we could have yeah yeah well they uh so this thing consumed my entire living room, right? And I could stomp around and say, get that out of here. And you're not doing that. And, and it was just kind of cool to see it come together. And, and that's just one example of a bunch of other stuff. Now we also get we also get broken glass in the freezer because they decided to fill up a container with a, too much liquid and it freezes. And it, you Are know, you talking, the about, a beer the you're talking about a beer bottle? Are you talking about a beer bottle? Uh, mason jar, more mason, of a mason jar, jar. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah right. mason jar. It's a classic, it's a, it's a classic form. move. It's a, it's a classic move for fortune yeah.
1: olds. the mason jar.
2: Yeah. So, but yeah, there was some kind of experiment going on that we didn't really know about until we had to clean it up. And, uh, you grouse a little bit and you bark at them. And, um, and, and like I said, you got to stop them when the risks are too high, but I think, you know, letting them go and letting them explore. Um, if it's, uh, if it's not really going to cause any problems, just let it, just let it go and see what see what they come up with so our guest has been kurt klinkner he
0: is a great dad adopted dad and i think a lot of our listeners have learned about the adoption process especially when adopting kids of a different race this this has been a great joy but kurt before we uh before we land the plane as we say uh we understand that you used to work in a movie theater in your uh, youth so not to put you on the spot but do you have like a mount rushmore of movies that uh that you really enjoy from your your time working in the theater
2: yeah absolutely so um i would say <clears throat> i would say that uh well gosh now you got me going on all kinds of older 80 movies that i'm starting oh, to that, think about but the ones that we really love the 80s so that's our jam we own the right, 80s. we so- speak
0: in fletch we speak in chevy chase and Mel no Brooks.
2: If, if, I get, if I get a King of the Castle weekend, right, where the, the wife is gracious enough to take the boys away and I just get some me time, it's Blues Brothers. Okay. Usually Blues Brothers is right in there. Um, I'd say Animal House Stripes, right? That's made the oh, list.
1: You on oh, on Bravo.
2: Bravo. You're, you're yeah, one cat, of us. Caddy. Sh- oh! got to be in there. Yeah. But then I'm also going to go for, like, some of the, the classic, the, the like newer classics life. that are starting to come off. You you gotta um you gotta you also gotta throw in the moderns now, right? Like 40 year old virgin and old school. Those are those are some you can't good go wrong,
1: wrong with Frank the tank. Yeah, no. After this can't. we're going streaking. We're going streaking. <laughs> through the quad. Through the quad. <laughs> I like that move. Our listeners, he just threw up his hands up yeah. in the air and just gave us a little yeah. love. I heard Kentucky, I heard Kentucky
0: <laughs> fried's open. Yeah. Awesome. Oh really. Kurt well listen thanks so much for spending time with us enjoy your family best of luck with everything we hope to have you on again and appreciate you being on bad to the dad
2: thanks guys had fun
0: we are bad to the dad download us wherever you find podcasts We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Again, we are brought to you by Berman Branding, BermanBranding.com and at Berman Branding on social media. That is where you're going to want to go for ideas around marketing, graphic design, and web design. Let Becky and her awesome team of marketing experts put together a business plan and a marketing plan for you. Coach, I want to thank Kurt Klinkner, Uh, Being our episode number seven, season six guest, uh, got some really, really great stories and uh, just a lot of fun, a lot of fun dialogue about him being an adoptive dad. That whole process, I can imagine it is just unbelievably stressful.
1: Now, we were just talking about that just offline. Cannot fathom to have tried, you know, in vitro for five years. Ain't cheap. Uh, It's not cheap. You know,
0: there's no Groupon for (laughs) in vitro.
1: You're not going to find a Groupon. Uh, and then to come to terms with the fact that you know it's just not gonna happen, mm-hmm. and then the stress and pressure about finding adopt you know finding a child in that situation and that you're gonna be adopted parents mm-hmm. and then the possibility of it just being grabbed away from you within that I, I cannot yeah. fathom and now listen the the boys are fourteen, so clearly it's worked out for them but uh, I uh, I I would certainly, if I'm in this situation, would love to adopt. I mean, you know, not that I want to compare it to dogs. We, you know, we, we save, we save dogs. But the important part is, is that people, there are people who want to be parents. Mm -hmm. And there's such a large group of kids that just want homes. Yeah. uh, And just want parents to take care of them and just love them.
0: But it's amazing how many parents don't want to be parents.
1: And then yes, and still have have yeah. kids, but it's good to know. There that should they, be some because, kind of litmus test on that.
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it goes. You know, anybody could be a parent if your reproductive system is is working. But it's also good to know that there are people like Kurt and his wife who will open their homes and raise kids in a very very loving way. And he
1: seems like a pretty cool dad. And I mean, he's a very cool dad. I mean. He lets the you know he, he lets the kids build a boat in the house. <laughs> in the house, <laughs> cardboard cardboard house, a cardboard boat. You know, he's. I think he has a pretty cool dad.
0: Well, I, tell you, I enjoyed speaking with him. He was very nice. And just, you know, one of the many dads that we like bringing on and, and hearing their stories. And I, my hope is that a guy like Kurt and his stories could help another couple that are looking to get into the adoption Well, he had also said as
1: we were as we were offline finished, you know, we just hit the tippy, tippy top of adoption. Yeah. I'm sure if we're able to get in there and kind of you know, take the gloves off and go deep. I can only imagine the different experiences Do you want to here. do a
0: very special bed to the Dad where very we special. really get into
1: it? We go deep. We take... I mean, we really go. We go up there.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, we're, we're talking no dishpan hands, glove, no, glove
1: no. on. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, speaking about... And, no, I, and
0: I own my own rubber gloves, <laughs> you, so do, yeah. you do. You don't rent. I don't lease with an option to buy. buy. Mm-hmm.
1: But, uh, another a great guest. Uh, a great... Uh, a, I loved your story about Aiden at the beginning. Uh, it's hard story. to believe. It's a true story. But I understand we had a survey this past week about...
0: Oh, yeah. About uh, when should kids, kids start make, making yes, their yes. own
1: lunch. I, th- I forgot for a brief second. So
0: what I thought was interesting, I thought I was going to get like a lot of Weisenheimer type of responses. Not many. And I did. Not many um, My good friend from work, Dr. Marianne Holler, mm-hmm. said as soon as they're done with the bottle, they're going to start <laughs> making their own lunch. And I'm like, ah, touche. There touché you go. Marianne. There you uh, go. Brilliant woman. But, you know, there are some people who just responded with very concrete numbers. 13 Eight, Eight. Ten. yeah, and then you get little stories like, "Well, I have one kid, well, one kid started, at this age started at you know fifteen, yeah. uh, but I thought that that was too late, so I got yeah. the next one making his own yeah. lunch at eight, and as a result, they got that kid into cooking." <laughs> hey, so totally swinging the dial so, the other way, just completely different change. So yeah. that was uh,
1: another great uh, survey for another great week, Adam D. I can't thank you enough. I mean, here we are in the den. It, it's a little bit late. We've had a we've had a corona. And uh, it's been it's been another wonderful week visiting with you. I, I I love you, bro.
0: How many drinks have you had since the beginning of the podcast?
1: Just just the one Corona. Okay. Yeah. And
0: that brings out the more
1: amorous, Randy. That brings yeah. out the gentle, kind R- Randy, where I'm not as judgmental and as obnoxious. I don't think like a teenager. This is
0: why I'm sitting on the other end of the couch here in the den. Listeners, thanks so much. We are bad to the dad. Have a great week and stay bad to the dad. <laughs>